0: HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to Season 2 of our podcast, Ticks for Free, in which we discuss all things football. I am Dhiman, and with me is my co-host, Vivek. Messi.
1: It is Argentina versus France on Sunday night, and at stake is the ultimate prize in football the FIFA World Cup trophy. If Argentina win it, it'll all be about Lionel Messi as he looks to win the one piece of silverware missing from his trophy cabinet. For France, a chance to make history beckons as the first team since Brazil in 1962 to win back-to-back World Cups. Uh, Diman, initial thoughts on what promises to be a riveting finale?
0: I'll just add to what you said. Basically, that is, I mean, look at Didier Deschamps. He he could be the first coach ever to have won it twice as a coach and once as a player. And the first coach since Vittorio Pozzo in 1938 to win back-to-back World Cups. It's it's an achievement that is difficult to wrap your head around. Uh, Okay, that said, uh, initial thoughts. The two most deserving teams are in the final. Uh, Two teams which have been tested by different things. uh, By opponents, by injuries, by illness. And they have always found a solution. So it is fitting that... Argentina and France are in the final. They have seemed to be the most mature teams. They may not be the best in each and every department, but overall, they have seemed to be the most mature team. They've always had an answer. They can play different ways. Argentina can definitely. And France have been able to bring in one player after the other. And they've all fitted in. I mean, the the, the backline has rarely been the same in all games. And yet, they've managed to get the job done. So, yeah, I think it's it's the clash between two best teams, two most mature teams. uh, And, of course, two teams headlined by two incredible stars.
1: Yeah, uh, the game, of course, has many interesting subplots to look forward to. Uh, As you mentioned, the most spoken about being, I guess, the battle between Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe. Uh, Devan, there seems to be so much riding on this final for both Messi and Mbappé for different reasons, of course. Uh, What do you think, what are the emotions that they'll be going through before a game of
0: this magnitude? I think Messi has been used to dealing with uh, emotions that could overwhelm. It could lead to most people on this planet crumpling. But he seems to be wearing it lightly on his shoulders, and it continues to get lighter as he's as he's gone on. I mean, he's 35 now, and uh, he seems to be enjoying himself here. Uh, he's always stepped up when Argentina needed him. Beat taking penalties, uh, beat that goal against Mexico, which revived the campaign. So, so yes, it'll mean a lot to him. But I think I think we've reached a stage where Messi uh, has gotten beyond. That idea of, you know, proving himself to Argentina fans, that he's not just a Barcelona wonder, that he's not just a club player. He gives his all for the uh, for the country as well. He spent so much time trying to prove it. Maybe because of the Copa America, maybe because he's just got, you know, if you don't want to understand, don't understand. I really can't do much about it. He's gone to a place where he seems to be enjoying himself. He's gone to a place where he's seeming to tell people that, you know, this is who I am. This is how I play. This is if you don't see my effort here, well, bad luck. So, and, and Argentina reciprocated. They've understood that you know he's a. Ge- I mean, I can't even call him a generational talent because that sounds that doesn't really describe yeah. him. Because Argentina found that he is someone who they are so fortunate to have. For a long time, that wasn't the case. So it's reached a it's reached a happy ground for both Messi and the uh, and the Argentina public. Uh, So I think he's in a happy space. I mean, going into what will be his last World Cup, going into what could be his only chance to win the trophy, like you said, that's been missing from his cabinet. I think he's in the best place possible to uh, do all that. As far as Mbappe, uh, he has the advantage of time on his side. He's already got a record that is phenomenal. He's won it once, he's playing another final. He could be the only player uh, after Pelé to Mm -hmm. win it twice before he turns 24. So, there is a lot less riding on Mbappé, let's put it this way, Um, in terms of expectation. I mean, France, uh, obviously, the the country would want their team to win. uh, But you do not sense that kind of anticipation, you do not sense that kind of... uh, for want of a better word um madness uh, around the french team or maybe in france as well as you see with the argentines so for argentina it is it is something that um that seems like you know they they have to win this france obviously i mean i'm, I'm not trying to suggest that france don't have to win this, but in france everything around france like their football team is a is, is is a little more balanced so i would say that Mbappé has a slightly less riding on him. He's already proved whatever he's wanted. Uh, he's already made the final. He's already won it once. Uh, and he's 23 years old. So, uh, slightly less, but a lot riding on Messi. Having said that, I also think that Messi is at his happiest, which is why he's playing his best now.
1: Right. Okay. Diman, although there were six goals in the 2018 final, uh, we have seen that finals like these can tend to be kg affairs. I guess because there's so much riding on it, both teams tend to be cautious. Uh, both 2014 and 2010, for instance, the game was decided in extra time. 2006, it went mm-hmm. to a shootout. Uh, do you think that's how this will pan out too? That it will be kg and it might not be the most yeah, free flowing display of, of course. football?
0: No, it cannot be because there's too much riding on say, And Lionel Scaloni told us, uh, he summed it up beautifully yesterday, I think, that he said that finals are meant to be won, not played. So the bottom line there being, get the job done. Mm. Get it done. A scrappy 1-0 win is good enough. Uh, doesn't really matter. And, and and nobody would complain, really, except for neutrals. So, um, it is going to be kg. And both teams play similarly, as Arsene Wenger said yesterday that you know both teams are reactive, so they adapt to what is happening in front of them, and then if they have the ball, they use the speed for counterattack. So both teams have a similar way of uh, approaching the game. Uh, both teams have been solid uh, in in, in uh, midfield and defense, so it will be a kg affair. I mean, they'll be uh, it'll be like two heavyweights boxers trying to you know. Probe each other uh, and then see if there's an obvious weakness somewhere, which they will then try to exploit. So, it can be a kg affair. I mean, finals is like you said, there's so much riding on it. But you know, nothing like an early goal to open up a football game. And if that happens, then it becomes a different deal. We saw how Morocco reacted against France when they took in an early goal. That was the Morocco we'd never seen. So, an early goal can change equations. Completely. But otherwise, it should be a, a cautious affair, at least initially. Maybe all of first half.
1: For France, there's been a little bit of a setback in recent days. Uh, although Argentina have a full squad to choose from, uh, it's not quite the same for France, I guess. Because uh, both uh, diet Pamercano and uh, Adrian Rabio, for example, missed the semi-final due to, due to mm-hmm. illness. And then uh, Rafael mm-hmm. Varan, Ibrahim Konate, and Kingsley Coman, they missed training due to... Due to flu-like symptoms. Do you think that they'll have all their players available today or Deshaw might
0: have well, to… Well, typical of Deshaw, he just did not seem to make much of it, you know. It's, it's that it is what it is kind of reaction and it either comes from a place where he's confident that these players will be available or it comes from a place where he's confident that, you know, the people who may play in their positions are just as good. Or it is just a calm acceptance of the ways of life that you can do nothing about. He hasn't seemed very worried about it at the press conference after the semi-final or at the press conference yesterday. He seemed like, uh, well, we're trying to do our best and we hope they'll be there. So some of them did join training yesterday. So um, it is unlikely to be a cause for major concern. Uh, But, you know, France again have shown that they can cope. They they've been able to cope with things that would have flattened pretty much a lot of other teams. Uh, If if there's one team that can cope with unavailability of players, it is France. Therefore, uh, even if one or two of these players are not available, I do not see it majorly affecting France's performance. Uh,
1: Also, uh, Diman, I wanted to turn the clock back a little bit and maybe… have a look at uh, great finals of the past uh in your mm-hmm. memory the one uh, something anything that stands out for you in in say the last 20 or 30 years uh, in terms of great finals
0: i'll go back a little further uh, 86 obviously is what i would uh, think because the first final that i remember seeing uh, was 1982 because that was the first time it was beamed live in india uh, and uh, That didn't really reach great heights because I thought West Germany had uh, given their all in the semi-final against France and uh, they were really in no position to sort of uh, take the game to Italy. But four years later, 2-0, Argentina were up 2-0 and they were completely in command. They were completely in command but the Germans kept trying, the Germans kept trying and then through two opportunistic goals from Romanuka and Rudy Vola, they make it two-two. It was almost like the Argentina-Netherlands game here, and then it required the magic and the vision of that man to find Buruchaga, and uh, Maradona won his first World Cup. So uh, that is that is a World Cup final that I think was, you know, that that I would place on the top uh, of all the ones that I have watched um, because. Like you pointed out earlier, they've pretty much been very boring stuff. 1990 was a terrible World Cup final. I mean, decided on a 85th or 86th minute penalty. 1994 went to penalties after 0-0. 1998 Ronaldo was not in his uh, well, not in his usual self. Uh, we will never know what happened to him uh, apart from what has been put out officially. 2002 neither team kind of seemed. Uh, You know that kind of playing, the kind of flair football that we would want to see in a final. 2006 was interesting for what it happened, and there were the early goals. Uh, Italy had uh, equalised. France had taken the lead with a penalty that uh, uh, was a refined version of the Penenka, maybe I should Mm -hmm. say. And I I remember sitting, I was sat uh, in the media tribune near France's goal, and I remember uh, the expression. Not well, I remember looking Gianluigi Buffon looking completely. Dumbstruck, mm. and it takes a lot for Gianluigi Buffon to look dumbstruck by that penalty from Zidane. Mm. Uh, but then it went to penalties. 2010 again extra time. Uh, yeah, so 2014 again extra time. Yeah. 18 was a good fun of a final, but it was decided. I mean, there was the, the jeopardy was taken out of the contest uh, kind of early. Yeah. So I would, yeah. I mean, I've given you a rundown of all the things, but I would put 86 uh, right on top. Yeah, of all all the finals that I remember seeing.
1: Diman, we have alluded to both Messi and Mbappe being the headline acts, of course. Uh, But also, it's often the better team, I guess, that comes out on top in these contests. So, if you look at Argentina and France, both have had other players also who have stepped up. For for Argentina, Julian Alvarez has played a crucial role, scored some excellent goals so far. Similarly, for France, although Griezmann hasn't scored yet, uh, he's created, I think, the most chances in this tournament out of anyone. He's created around 21 yep, chances. Yep. 21 uh, chances, that's right. Yeah. Uh, those are the players who will also have a big role to play today, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, see, that is what makes these teams so well-rounded. I mean, you know, that is that is what makes this uh, a collective performance. Of course, the, you, if you have a player like Messi or if you have a player like Mbappe, uh, you have a player like Neymar, they are going to make a difference. Uh, but football is about the collective. And any team that gets it best wins. Uh, 11 individually gifted players do not win football games. It is how you combine that wins football games. And here, both teams have enough players. You mentioned Alvarez. Uh, I would add Enzo Fernandez to that list. I mean, he came in as a, he was not a first choice player, but he came in against Mexico. He scored that goal. He, uh, revived Argentina's hopes and he has been super in, in midfield and he's a young player. Um, Alvarez, of course, uh, what he does so beautifully is that he takes that load of Messi. So there's no defensive responsibility on Messi and Scaloni mentioned this, uh, just after the, uh, semi-final against Croatia. He said he drops deep to take on a midfielder. He was mentioning Brozovic, you know, Alvarez taking on Brozovic, which meant that Croatia could never get those three midfielders to, control the game in the way they would have loved to so it is the work ethic of these players it is the work and the ability to go forward and the ability to fire from range the ability to conjure the audacious that makes argentina such a well-rounded team they have skills not just of messi i mean but they have they have other players who can as as the song here goes on who can get down to business and and get the job done and the contribution of a Rodrigo De Paul, the contribution of an Alexis McAllister, is just as important as the you know the, the brilliance of uh, uh, Messi in goal. Martinez has saved uh, penalties, so you know they are they're a sure kind of team. When you talk of France, you, know, you talk of Chouamini. I mean, he could make the odd mistake. Yes, he's young, but Chouamini also fetches up at the most unlikely of places and scores incredible goals there's this antoine griezmann who i think has would have been the player of the tournament had this tournament also not had messi and mbappe in such incredible form uh, because because he the the amount of workload that he's taking the amount the the connection that he's making between the midfield and the forwards it's a new role for him and he's adapted to it just like you know he was born to do it it talks of an incredible ability of the player, a player who's been struggling at the clubs, mind you. I mean, so he, he continues to do this for the national team in a way that um, that's incredible, really. Then have, you have Olivier Giroud, who's 36 years old, who still works his socks off, who's always there to make the first press, who's always there to, use, to, to have a go at defenders. He's a big unit and he takes pressure off other people. You have the speed of Dembele. Any of the solidity of the France's backline where you have Hugo Lloris making two incredible saves uh, in the semi-final that kept them in the game in the first half against Morocco. So, it is about the collective. It is about the collective where obviously both teams have players, incredible players who can turn the game on a dime. But that is what makes this uh, game so fascinating. That is why I think the best teams are in the final. The two most well-rounded of teams… Have survived uh, a competition that started with 32.
1: Well, uh, let's hope then that we have a great final that we remember for many years to come. Uh, moving on to mm. the third place playoff game on Saturday, Croatia beat Morocco 2 1. The goals came in the first half. Josko Guadiol scored in the seventh minute. Uh, two minutes later, Ashraf Dari equalized for the Moroccans. But Mislav Orsic scored the winning goal in the 42nd minute. Diman, uh, there isn't much of an incentive with these third-place matches, but Croatia will still be happy with how they've finished and not many would have expected Croatia to make the semis, I guess. So, for them to finish is still a commendable achievement.
0: Absolutely. Massive achievement. I mean, see, it is it, it, the third place game is a peculiar game. I mean, nobody wants to play it. Nobody wants to lose it either. Unless you're Brazil or something. You know, you've won it so many times or whatever. Uh, or maybe after this uh, World Cup, maybe Argentina or France because, you know, one of them will have a third title. Or if you're Italy or Germany because they won it four times. But otherwise, all teams want to be... It's better to finish third than to finish fourth. Though to motivate yourself after a game, for that game, after you've lost a semi-final... Is difficult, but it also leads to some free-flowing uh, football where players, uh, where, where there's no pressure of you know, you know the, the stakes are considerably lower possibly. So you can go out. The third place game has had some gold rushes over, over the time over time in World Cup, and even yesterday I mean for both of these teams it would have meant so much. Croatia, of course, but Croatia have been a finalist. They've played the semi-finals before. Morocco even more because they were, there. nobody expected them to come here, come this far. So it is, it is very credible for Croatia, a nation of less than four million people, that how they keep being this consistent. I mean, they have weighed what? Three World Cup semi-finals now since 1998, yeah. which is a phenomenal achievement. And they played the final ones. And then, you know, Luka Modric said at one of the press conferences here that, you know, it's, We are a country where of uh, talented sportspersons, not just football, and we it it happens that way because the training systems, the coaching centers are good. So it just shows you, you know, they 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 are but one example that if you have the right systems and if you have the right desire, this population of a country really is not. A deterrent, of course, they've had a culture of football given their background and stuff, so they are a new country, but the culture of football is old. But they've been able to do it right, and they are, a, as, as Latko Dalic said in one of the interactions here, that Croatia has taught the world to dream in World Cups, and Morocco is following that dream. I thought that was a very valid point. So, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a the third place game is a peculiar game, uh, but uh, it was good to see how you know. How it ended because Croatia uh, have proved a lot of people wrong uh, by coming this far uh, with this team.
1: That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at vivek9301 and at demanht. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to kickoff our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com.
0: This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast